No one likes to feel stuck, especially by your cloud. But the IBM cloud is the most open and secure public cloud for business. It can manage all your apps and data anywhere. Smart loves problems. IBM, let's put smart to work. Visit ibm.com slash flexible. This is The Sporting Life on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Here's Jeremy Schaap. Perhaps there is not a single man anywhere in basketball history as closely associated with one franchise from its beginnings up until now than the man who joins us on The Sporting Life for this segment, Pat Williams, the co-founder, longtime senior executive with the Orlando Magic, who last week announced his retirement after a Hall of Fame career. Pat Williams joins us now. Pat, thanks for being with us. Jeremy, good to chat with you. I hope you're doing well, and I'm glad to hear from you. Pat, it's 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 always it's always great uh, getting a chance to speak with you. And I should say, you actually announced your retirement last month, not not earlier in May. Um, and you know, I think you said in the press conference at the time you retired, you're not you don't play shuffleboard, <laughs> you don't uh, you're not a golfer. You're not a fisherman, so 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 why walk away now, Pat? You're only seventy nine. Well, good point, Jeremy. Uh, I, I figured that it's important to get moving on the things that are important to me uh, that I couldn't do if I was, uh, you know, engaged with the magic on a daily basis. Uh, I've got a long list that are important. Uh, the most important one, Jeremy, is getting the. Pat Williams Leadership Library launched. Um, I'm a book collector, have been since I was seven, and uh, the total number now is about 30,000 books in my collection. Uh, We found a place to set up the library, plus all my uh, memorabilia from a a life in sports, uh, the the museum-type stuff. And so that's going to take an enormous amount of work, enormous amount of fundraising, but I think that really would, would be the piece of my legacy that I want to get established. So that that heads the list of things that i got to get on, and uh, there are probably about a dozen more. We're speaking with Pat Williams, longtime NBA executive, a member of the Basketball Hall of Fame, the author of literally dozens of books, not only the collector of tens of thousands of books, but the author of dozens of books. His most recent is Character Carved in Stone, the 12 core virtues of West Point that build leaders and produce success. Um, and before we talk about the book, Pat, you know, when, as I mentioned earlier, when people think about the Orlando Magic, they almost necessarily think about you as well. And when you got that franchise, you were one of the people instrumental, you were perhaps most instrumental in bringing that franchise to Orlando in the night, late 1980s. Um, why was Orlando back then such a long shot? Well, it was just the size of the market. Uh, I, I had been with the 76ers for 12 years, uh, including four trips to the finals and uh, and an NBA title in 83. Uh, I needed a new adventure. The ultimate adventure is uh, starting up your own team, if you can, as an expansion team. So I moved down here and joined up with some business leaders, some government leaders. Uh, but you've got to remember that uh, Orlando in uh, 86, 87, when we started, was really not much to look at. We we had to sell hard on the future. You know, you've got to look at this, this community in 10 years, in 20 years, in 30 years. All of that's come to fruition, by the way. But back in 86, 87, gosh, there was not much of a skyline. 
the airport wasn't much. Uh, no big convention center. No Universal Studios. Uh, no Animal Kingdom. I mean, we were uh, kind of a small uh, Florida city, but we rallied the community, and the key was uh, 14,000 deposits, $100 each on season tickets, 14,000 commitments. That that got the league's attention, Germany. I think that was a huge part of why they had to really pay attention to us. And back in those days, uh, I think you, you noted in your press conference as well, announcing your retirement, that most NBA teams didn't have more than a couple of thousand, a few thousand season ticket holders. You know, that would be true. Um, uh, so many of those franchises back then, you know, were kind of hobbling along. Uh, nobody would ever made a big fuss about getting into the league as expansion cities. And uh, that was kind of a turning point for the league when they realized that uh, these teams, you know, were not doing all that well. And so suddenly these four expansion teams, Charlotte, Miami, uh, Minnesota, came in with a lot of uh, razzmatazz. And I think we led the league in razzmatazz. And I think they began to look at what we were had been uh, stirring down here, and uh, they thought, "Boy, we got to pay attention to Orlando. That area is uh, got something going on down there." We're speaking with Pat Williams, and of course, Pat, you know, when you're starting this push to get a franchise in Orlando, we're we're only half a decade removed from the NBA at its low point. Uh, franchises talking about bankruptcy, about um, contraction rather than expansion. Um, you know, how had things shifted from 1980, 81 with the drug scandals and the financial stress to a point at which it became attractive again to get a franchise in the NBA? Well, that's a great question. Uh, in, in, um, September of 1986, uh, the owners had a meeting in, um, Phoenix. Never will forget it. And here are six cities, actually Anaheim and Toronto were included, six cities uh, parading around out there and, you know, uh, politicking and doing everything they could to get teams' attention, uh, which was unheard of. It was an eye-opener. Bob Ryan, then writing for the Boston Globe, said this was the most important day in NBA history aside from what might have happened on the court. In other words, Six cities really pushing hard uh, to be included in the league. That had never happened before, nothing even close to it. And that's why Bob said it was such an important day in, in NBA history, the most important day, because uh, it was saying this league does have value. Uh, this league is important, and teams want to be part of it. Cities want to be part of it. Disney World, which had opened in the early 1970s, helped put Orlando, the area on the map. Uh, Arnold Palmer helped put Orlando on the map. How did landing a major league franchise uh, contribute to the growth that we have seen over the last three decades in Central Florida, in the Orlando area in particular? Well, it's a good question, Jeremy, and I certainly, certainly uh, would not want to be listed uh, alongside one of my great heroes, Walt Disney, and another great hero, Arnold Palmer. But uh, when the Magic were granted a franchise and Orlando became a major league city, well, it was a big deal, real big deal. Suddenly the city could look and say, we're a major league city. We've got a big league team. 
and it began to expand the horizons. I think the, the thought process began to expand. And since then, well, this city has just exploded. And, and sports-wise, uh, Major League Soccer uh, arrived a few years ago, men and women's. Uh, they, they did a beautiful job on the football stadium. I guess seven years ago now, eight years ago now, uh, this state-of-the-art arena was built, and uh, it, it just uh, continues. The University of Central Florida has become a, a big sports outlet now. So I think there's a sense of uh, we can do it. We we can do anything down here. I think that's kind of the attitude. And if you were to have bet on a sports league, if you were to have bet on um, – a city, a metropolitan area back in the 80s and said 30 years from now, 30 plus years from now, you know, how is this bet going to play out? You couldn't have done better than the NBA, getting an NBA franchise or Orlando itself, which has seen uh, enormous growth, of course. Um, you know, what has it been like to see a franchise, uh, you know, from germination all the way up to where it is now. What has it been like to spend half your life as part of that project? I'm very rewarding, uh, fulfilling. And I think as the years go on, have gone on, I think it becomes even more so. Back when we were in the middle of the fire uh, trying to get all this rolling, you're not paying attention to legacy or what you're going to be thinking uh, decades down the road. But now, uh, looking back, it's, uh, it's extremely rewarding. Uh, I think the other thing that's rewarding, Jeremy, is just to see our prediction years ago about uh, where Orlando is going to be 20 and 30 years from now. Uh, when I arrived here, we were the 23rd uh, media market. Uh, right now, we're the 18th media market uh, and, and, and rising. Uh, I was talking to a television executive the other day who, down here who said in our seven-county area for our television station, there are 1,500 people a week moving into those seven counties, Uh, 72 million visitors last year from around the world, Uh, some some amazing numbers, and uh, and it continues to grow. Uh, Orlando, you see, in the middle of the state can grow in all four directions. We're not limited by by water on either either end or either side. So uh, the growth is going to continue. And, uh, oh, I don't know, in 10 years or so, Jeremy, we're probably going to be, be Atlanta-ish. So it's, uh, if you like growth, it's fun to be here. If you don't, well, go, go, go uh, live up in the mountains somewhere. What was your reaction um, when you guys won the draft lottery? in 1992, and with it, the rights to draft a fellow named Shaquille O'Neal? Um, just unparalleled joy. Uh, there were um, 11 of us sitting there at that table. Uh, all 11 had a Shaq jersey made up in advance <laughs> in, in their team's colors. Uh, I never will forget it. They, they had them in paper bags or cellophane bags under the table and just waiting to pull them out. Well, uh, none of them got pulled out except ours. Uh, let's call it the, the, the Shaq miracle. Uh, but the biggest miracle was the next year, 93, 
when we had one out of 66 ping pong balls in that machine. And darn if it didn't happen again. <laughs> uh, the league, uh, Jeremy, I can tell you, was not happy. Uh, they were happy the year before for us. Uh, but to win that thing two years in a row when the odds were so against us, ooh, they were not happy. And thus, the Orlando rules were put into effect immediately so that there could never be that kind of a miracle again when the best team in the lottery ended up with the first pick. Uh, the rules are now such that it takes a trained MIT professor to try and explain it. <laughs> and it's getting more complicated all the time. Oh, it's impossible to explain. <laughs> I've sat there in that back room for three or four years, and I've seen it all. But if you asked me to explain how it works, I couldn't do it. Fortunately, <laughs> they've got a a battery of experts there watching the whole thing, uh, so I trust them. But uh, 93 was uh, the uh, absolute miracle of miracles. That's how Petty Hardaway got here. Yeah. And for a period there, Jeremy, uh, uh, 92, 93, 94, 95, 96, I mean, we were, we were quite the show with uh, Shaq and Petty and Nick Anderson and Dennis Scott and Horace Grant and oh that was uh, that was quite a group and uh, brought a lot of joy to this community. No doubt, we're speaking with Pat Williams, basketball Hall of Famer, retiring after four decades in the NBA, five decades in the NBA. And Pat, your new book, Character Carved in Stone: Core Virtues of West Point, Twelve Core Virtues of West Point to Build Leaders and Produce Success. You served in the military. You're not a West Point man yourself, but you served seven years in the uh, in the U.S. Army, I believe. Um, what well, what led you to writing this book? Well, a few years ago, I was invited to speak at West Point, Jeremy, and that was quite a treat to speak to the men and women sports teams up there. And afterwards, they gave me a tour of the campus, uh, which is a very moving experience. We ended up at a little park on the campus called Trophy Point. It looks out over the Hudson River. And um, I noticed in this park a series of benches, stone benches. I counted them. There were 12 of them. And upon closer examination, I noticed that uh, there was a word carved into the end of each bench. And I went to all the benches. There were 12 different words, uh, you know, carved into these benches. And uh, I, I figured, gosh, there's got to be a backstory here. Well, there was the West Point class of 1934 on their 50th class reunion, 1984. Uh, they donated those benches to the school as a class gift. And uh, these soldiers who had served in World War II and Korea, they selected these words based on their experiences uh, during those war years. And they, they wanted to pass those words along to future classes, future cadets, and uh, they did. And, and so uh, then my reaction was, well, boy, this is a well-kept secret. I'd never heard of this. I don't think many people had. And so we went to the publisher and said, here's the idea. We could do a chapter on each word. We'll find West Point graduates who best model that particular word. We'll ask Mike Krzyzewski to do the foreword, a West Point grad. Uh, all of the above, it all happened. And uh, the end result is this book. Coach K did do the forward, and we found the right person for each of those words. And 
Uh, the end result is this book, Character Carved in Stone. There's no doubt when Pat Williams puts his mind to something, it gets done. Uh, one of the most influential figures in the modern history of basketball, his newest book, as you just heard, is Character Carved in Stone. The 12 Core Virtues of West Point that Build, build Leaders and Produce Success. Pat, it's really always a pleasure having you on the show. We wish you the best in your future endeavors. Looking forward to seeing the 30,000-volume library as well. Uh, congratulations, sir, on a terrific career. Jeremy, it's so nice to hear from you. I follow you closely and admire all that you do as well, and I look forward to seeing you along the way. The great Pat Williams. Thank you, Pat. Thank you, Jeremy. Take care now. I'm Jeremy Schapp. And you can listen to new editions of The Sporting Life every Saturday and Sunday morning on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app, beginning at 6 a.m. Eastern Time.